Okay, welcome Karen to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So we're here today to find out about your fitness journey. So for the audience, just give a wee brief intro of who you are and what you do, please. I am Karen. Um, I guess my business is called Karen Mac Fitness, but we can chat a bit about that later. I was a Mac until July of this year and I got married, so I'm having a little think about, I think, I think I'll keep the Mac um, as part of the business so that I can kind of hang on to my roots. Um, I am originally from Stornoway in the Isle of Lewis, um, but I've been in Glasgow since I was about 17, so I moved down to study. Um, I'm going to give, give my age away here, so that was a good, like, thir- 13 and a half years ago now. Um, I... So I, I, I'm a personal trainer, but I don't do it full time. Um, and I get a lot of questions just sort of saying like, would you ever go full time? So to be honest, fitness has just been a huge part of my life since I was younger. Um, it's just like literally as long as I can remember, I, I know you asked me to kind of think about, you know, earliest memories, but you know, so, so I wanted to do the qualification so that when friends, family, people like that were coming to ask me questions, I could give them advice from a bit more of a professional background. Um, but I really enjoy just having it kind of, I say side of desk, but just having like a small number of clients. But I do that alongside working full time for a bank. So I work in commercial banking um, and I also do some work for Alzheimer's Scotland. So I'm, yeah, full on. But yeah, right. I'm here in Glasgow. Yeah, you're pretty busy, busy there, no? <laughs> yes, that's the way I like things to be. I don't, uh, I, I, I know it's, it sounds a bit counterproductive, but when I'm not like, 100 miles an hour I almost feel a bit lost. Nah definitely so we're going to go way back to your school years so what sort of activities were you involved in then? Like honestly I feel I, I don't think I've ever had this conversation with my parents but I honestly feel like they just threw me into everything which was a good thing and when I say threw me into everything it wasn't like they weren't forcing me to do stuff it was almost like they they gave me the chance to try everything out. So I literally yeah. did like Highland dancing. I was at athletics. I was at gymnastics on a Saturday morning. I remember like I would sit on the bench whilst my mum would go to like, I think she called it keep fit. And I was like rolling my eyes. She would like drag me along to sit and watch. So <laughs> like I just, like I just remember always, there was always something like my little brother played football. I was always being dragged along there. I, I played football myself. Um, and then just like, you know, like once or twice a year, they would have like sports festivals. I'd be playing like netball, uni hawk. Yeah, so so uh, so I guess I did a little bit of everything. But the main things that I did was I would kind of religiously did gymnastics when I was younger, Highland dancing and athletics were sort of my three. Um, and then in school, team sports, like played football and basketball right up until the age of like 17. Oh, fantastic. So you're very productive <laughs> in your age, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess, yeah, just... I guess give me some routine to my childhood um but yeah no it was good because you know like there was things like swimming for example I was just never really good at I mean I can swim but like when I was out to my mom not not for me like you know they didn't then force me to carry on yeah. swimming. same with like I say long distance running I do plenty of it now but back in the day like cross country and stuff I was like don't make me do that like no no you know so they would like they would sort of let me make up my own mind as to write well obviously she can't do everything but I was I was never forced to do anything, which I think, yeah, that, that definitely obviously helped. Ah, fantastic. And then did you ever have any challenges uh, growing up or even into adulthood? So as in, in terms of like uh, sporting challenges or just... just yeah, uh, challenges in general. Um, I guess 
would say, so to, to be honest, the hardest part was, yeah, probably that it got to a position point where I had to like decide between stuff because like my athletics coach wanted me to be down at the track. You know, when I got to sort of like 13, 14, I was, I was pretty good. And, and he sort of wanted me to be down at like three, four days a week, sometimes coming down before school. And I guess I was at that age where my friends were trying to go out um, at the weekends. And, you know, I just wanted to be like with my friends. So yeah. I had to make a decision as to, you know, because my athletics coach was basically like, you could be really good, but you just need to come out. Like, you know, and I just wanted to be doing whatever my friends were doing kind of thing. Yeah. And do I regret that? Maybe yes, to some extent, because I do genuinely think like, I'm not saying I could have been like professional or anything, but um, it, yes and no, because I, I guess I picked just at the time whatever was going to allow me to be like closest to my friends some during my weekends. I was just like, not going into the track before school when I'm like 15 years old, no way. Um, so I think, yeah, I guess, it was, yeah. But other than that, like, no, I was fairly lucky. Didn't really any injuries or anything when I was younger um school life was yeah I guess it was I don't want to say easy like everyone always has their own you know struggles going through high school but nothing major no I think I was fairly lucky I guess the only I guess downside I think as well it's not a downside at all we still living on an island it kind of meant you know if you were wanting to do competitive sports you always had to go away to like the mainland so it always meant like trips away and I guess you know that was a huge expense on like our parents, like anytime you wanted to travel. Yeah. So there would be sometimes my parents would be like, like we can't, you can't do everything. And I'd be like, why not? You know? <laughs> you know? So like if I was wanting to go away to competitions, yeah, they would almost like, you're you're gonna need to pick as well. Um so yeah, I guess whereas if you lived in like, you know, central belt, it's a case of just like a car journey or like, you know, a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. Yeah. Um, whereas on an island, you're like, yeah, a, a boat journey and I go six, seven hours to most places. Nah, totally, fair. And then for yourself, let's talk about how you, you got involved in fitness to get your qualifications. So how did that become about? So I think if we're kind of following on from like, I guess my journey up to sort of finishing school. I moved then to Glasgow when I was like 17, came to uni and still yeah, I say to everyone, I, I like to think that the majority you do this, you sort of, you go from like that routine of, you know, playing football, basketball, netball at school two, three times, four times a week. Um, to So for us, moving to uni was like moving away from your parents because obviously, you know, it's yeah. 100 miles away. So you've now got this whole life of, I can do what I want. You know, I don't have to be training. I don't have to. And again, that, that kind of makes it sound like my parents were making it. They weren't. But that whole routine disappears. And you obviously have the temptations of like going out. You're cooking your own food. You you know, you're basically, your whole life flips upside down. So fitness for me then just kind of like fell to the wayside. There were a couple. So we thought about doing football and netball at uni. But again, like my friends were kind of like, oh, you know, it would be like, shall we go to the trials? Shall we not? And then we just ended up not doing it. So fitness definitely fell by the wayside for the first couple of years I was at uni and we were going out like two, three times a week. And then you're like eating takeaways. And then all of a sudden, like, because again, I don't want to say I was fortunate, but because I was doing all of that sport growing up, I never had any issues with like my weight or like, I, I honestly don't think, and I guess we, we can talk about this again if you want. Like, I think nowadays kids, probably from too young an age are like aware of what calories and things like that are and they're like maybe watching what they eat yeah. whereas for me it was like I just ate and I just exercised so I never had to think about like putting on weight or anything yeah and then I got to uni 
And I just remember, I remember one birthday putting on a dress. It must be like my 19th birthday or something. And it was like really tight. And we were like, oh, and I couldn't close it. And I was like, oh, and it was just something that had never happened to me. And I, and I guess just because I had been so active growing up. So then I was kind of like, right, better do something about it, you know, before it gets like, before it gets out of hand. So me and a couple of the girls started doing like, like literally just like jogging. And it was just so because I'd always been a sprinter when I used to do athletics. I'd never gone out and just like ran, I think I said earlier, close yeah. country was like, no. So we start, we signed up to like, um, like a race for life. And then we did the kind of Glasgow women's 10K. And that just kind of got me back into just doing something for me, like whatever yeah. it was. I think we would, we started going to like spin classes at the gym, just kind of consciously making an effort to do something or anything. Um, and then slowly but surely it started becoming part of, you know, like a routine that I enjoyed again, started going to the gym and then I got myself a coach who kind of like, you know, wrote me a plan and I was doing exercises at the gym that I'd maybe never done before. And I guess just that kind of kick started my, my kind of journey back into things. Um, yeah. And it just reminded me, you know, why I loved it so much. And for me, there's probably a common theme here as much as I, I can, quite easily drag myself to the gym I much prefer doing it if there's someone there so I was always like to my friends will you come to this with me will you come to this class with me yeah and then from there you know you get questions and and I'd be like oh no, no I, I can't give you advice like I just want I just I just want to drag you there um so from there that kind of made me think do you know what it might be worth my while going through my qualification because that will just almost round off just me feeling like I've got more to offer to people, you know, rather than just being like that motivator or encourager that I can actually give them something worthwhile back as well. No, so definitely. I think it was about, I can't even remember now, it was 20, so 2018 I did my qualification, maybe 20, yeah, 2018 I think it was. Um, and it's just, yeah, it, it's meant that I've been able to kind of, yeah, do that. So I think I said like at the moment, just a small number of clients, but I, I like it that way because I can give them my full attention and it just, it means as well, I'm still able to do all the things that I love whilst, you know, doing that for my clients as well. No, definitely. And then, so, we obviously spoke about nutrition. So, um, have you got a strict nutrition plan that you follow now? Uh, that's, that's a funny one, because one thing I probably haven't mentioned is, so once, so when I got my coach, I, did, I, know, I was maybe like 2015, I first got a coach. I really sort of fell in love with like that, I don't want to say like bodybuilding because at the time it was just like weightlifting and kind of following a structured plan. And I, and again, I probably should have mentioned before, I'm very goal driven. So like when I was younger, it was like, any, you know, if I'm doing an athletics competition, like I'm winning, you know? Um, So I thought, right, okay, next goal could maybe be like, I'd quite like to get on stage. And at first, you know, that, that was the goal. But then the more you, dig into it you realize like okay there's so much more to getting on the stage than just looking really good for like literally two minutes you're on stage you know so yes for a good like two or three years of my life I kind of chased that goal so my nutrition was super strict probably more strict than that yeah like than I'm proud of I say proud of you know I was literally eating like the same things for breakfast lunch and dinner for yes far too long um, and my family were almost like you know and, and then like looking back you know your family are literally going like are you eating with us tonight or like can you have this and now I think about it and I'm just like that's just that's bizarre um, but, I, but I appreciate like you know 
and I'm not taking away because there are lots of people who that is their like they work so hard towards that and they don't see that as a sacrifice whereas now looking back on it I definitely like was having to say no to like going out for meals with family going out with meals for friends and to me it's not worth that sacrifice so now hand on heart have not I say I've not tracked a macro or like so I don't count my calories I don't but that's because I'm I've been in the game long enough to kind of know what I'm eating, you know, so I yeah. still know I'm getting plenty of protein, carbs. I know that if I've got, like, for example, if I've got a big run coming up or I've got, like, a fitness event, I will eat more leading up to, you know, so I only don't track because I, I kind of know. But in terms of strictness, no, because I definitely think I'm susceptible to, if I, like, say I can't eat something, like, no, you can't have chocolate for, like, a week. It just means that when I do have it, I'm going to, like eat far too much of it um so yeah nothing is off limits definitely not <laughs> okay and then so what's your current uh, fitness routine that you're up to just now um so i i ran a marathon in october and if i'm honest so i had i had done a couple of course that was my third one and i signed up to it i got married in the summer so i had so much going on so actually in hindsight it was not a good time so I just didn't really enjoy the training for it I did it kind of yeah. dragged myself through the training but I just remember thinking like in the six weeks leading up to it like I cannot wait to get back into some sort of routine didn't know what that was going to look like didn't set any goals but I just knew I wanted because the thing with marathon training is I wasn't able to do any sort of heavy weights before I was going to have a long run because then my legs would be sore yeah. and then I was doing a long run it was just like a kind of catch 22 um so the last few weeks I have signed up to a running club for the first time literally since I was 17 left like before uni and um, so and I do that twice a week so I do a track session on a Tuesday and an outdoor run session on a Thursday and it's been a few weeks and honestly like anyone that will listen I'm like oh my goodness I've joined a run club it's amazing and I am the slowest person at the running club which is bizarre because I'm not slow at all so it's definitely like it's almost like spurred me on to work really hard again um because I'm like I've been the slowest for much longer but equally I am busting the gut there because it is a good club um so I'm doing that twice a week and last week my brother-in-law um, introduced me to something called high rocks have you ever heard of it yeah no so it's kind of like it's kind of like CrossFit, I guess. And to be honest, if anyone listens to this and they're like, like a high rocks pro, they're going to be like, it's not like CrossFit. Basically, the event, which I think they've only just come to the UK. So it's eight exercises. But I think with CrossFit, with CrossFit, you can have like loads of different and they yeah. can tell you their name. With high rocks, it's like, you know what you're going to be doing months in advance. So you can train for these. Um, so you do the exercise you run a kilometer, you do the exercise for eight, so it's eight kilometers and eight exercises. Um, and there's one in January in Manchester. So my brother-in-law was like, I think that you'd be really good at that. And I was like, mm. so they're running a simulation at one of the kind of, there's like a, an outdoor kind of boot camp type place near us. They're running a simulation this Saturday. So that's my current short-term goal. So I'm going to do it on Saturday, see how I get on and think about doing January. So yeah stuff like that and that's the kind of stuff I really enjoy because it means I can do a little bit of everything I can keep up my running and keep up my weights and I'm not having to say no to things because that's as you probably mind right now that's the thing I hate the most is training for something yeah. and I appreciate yeah. there's going to be times in my life when I train for stuff and I go oh I can't do that because of you know but I like being able to do that and not have to sacrifice my social life either 
Yeah, no, totally. And then, so you obviously spoke earlier of your age, Karen, right? But, so, what age did you feel your fitness age is? Oh, that's a good question. Honestly, and I, I think, so, it's actually my birthday today. Uh, oh, I'm, happy birthday. Thank you. No, it's fine. I'm 31 today, and I, like, something just popped up on my phone like that I posted this time last year saying, I'm the first I ever felt, like, proud that I kept that up. So, honestly... I'm I'm better than I was in like my early twenties, I reckon. Especially when like when we spoke about obviously like me letting it slide when I was at uni. Yeah. So don't want to say 21, but yeah, like definitely I feel like fitness-wise early 20s for sure. Ah, good. And then so training-wise, um, or training your clients, what do you prefer? To train them first thing in the morning or the evening? Oh I I I did wonder if we'd speak about this. It's funny. So I, for me, I honestly do think it changes with the time of year. I posted on my page recently about like seasonal affective disorder. I massively struggle with that. So if it's in the summer, I'm happy. I'll get up at six in the morning, no problem. And and it sounds really like, well, obviously, you know, it's brighter. But that's how I feel. So if it's in the winter and I can avoid getting up early, I do. Um, however, I started doing Zoom classes with some of my clients and we do one first thing and one in the evening. So although I struggle massively getting up to do the first thing in the morning ones, it yeah. always sets you up for your day. And I and I know that and I've known that for years, but yeah, it doesn't get any easier to drag yourself out of bed that early. No, it does not. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think if it's a Zoom class or training myself first thing in the morning, for clients, for me, I almost feel like possibly as well because I do it alongside a very very busy job yeah. I like to do that after work because I'm like okay I can park my work for the day and focus on my clients because if, if I know I've got like a big meeting on a big presentation that day I almost feel like it wouldn't be fair to train a client at say it's half six seven when my mind potentially could be elsewhere no, so I guess that's my totally. kind of reason for that yeah okay so let's talk about um the pandemic so how did you cope during the pandemic um you know, I, and again, I've spoken about this with a lot of friends. I don't want to say like I was lucky, but yeah, I my job wasn't affected. Like we had a roof over our heads. I guess the one thing is we didn't have a garden or anything because we were in the flat. We were in the flat and we moved since, since we kind of got married and stuff. But so we didn't really have any space to exercise. So right. like I did like, so at first I kind of was like, so I definitely went through that phase of the first kind of month, two months. You just felt a bit lost you know so although I was working and stuff in the evenings I was just like eating drinking far more wine than I'd ever drunk before honestly I was getting like those um I got signed up to those like subscription boxes I'd never drunk red wine in my life now I love red wine um <laughs> so I wasn't yeah and again it didn't put on like a huge amount of weight but definitely went through a phase of just kind of feeling feeling unhealthy for like, just yeah. not too long but a couple of months and then I just thought and then I think we all did that run five to 85 and I thought I did it and then I just remember thinking like you struggled with that Karen you know so um I got back into my running probably towards so like I say the end of lockdown we've had a bit three of them so the first lockdown I got back into my running over like last summer and again that just kept me like really sane so this time last year when we were going back into I don't know lockdown three I had a really good routine and it kept like honestly I think if I hadn't had that, I just really struggled this time last year because it was like dark, couldn't see anyone, couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I like I made sure that I was getting out walking even just like on my lunch break just small things you know if that was all I managed that day was like 45 minutes on my lunch break then it was like a tick in the box for me kind of thing so yeah I would say I didn't want massively say I struggled at the start but definitely could have seen myself going into that like well don't need to exercise you know let yourself put on weight you're not going anywhere and I think a lot of people did kind of obviously fall into that like it was definitely it was easy to do because a lot of people weren't working you know yeah. and it was but I mean I guess we're still living through it but I just I can't quite believe the last two years it's been mad them. no nah, totally and then for yourself Karen do you say would you say that you know obviously obviously joining your running club you know going to the gyms and then obviously training your clients it's a benefit of your uh, your mental health you know coming out of the pandemic yeah 100% for sure like um even just so the zoom classes I actually didn't start during lockdown it was something I'm trying to think how long I've been doing them probably since I think April of this year because everyone had like their own zoom classes they were doing there was all sorts going on and I think a lot of my clients were kind of like do you know what I don't want to go back to a gym. I'm quite happy working at home. Or like maybe I had a bit of anxiety actually around yeah. like, oh, well, it's been so long. I, I don't want to go back. Um, so now, even on the weeks where I feel like maybe I don't feel great in myself and I can't really be bothered, I've got those two Zoom classes and I cannot tell you how much that has helped my mental health. Like just knowing that if that, again, if that's all I'm doing that week, then it's still getting done. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah, the girls I train are the same, but yeah massively because and I think I don't I've not mentioned already but I if I go a couple of weeks where like my activity levels are like lower then everything else to, I don't say smiles that's that's dramatic but like I'm less productive I'm more moody yeah like me, like my husband would tell you he'll just be like you know so <laughs> I just if I'm in a good routine exercise wise everything else falls into place yeah no totally and then, so let's talk about Karen's bad habits. Oh, as in like, okay. Mm, that's, so probably just, I don't want to say I didn't drink too much wine. That's, that makes me sound like an alcoholic, but <laughs> I definitely like, and again, it's something that I just, I, I'm not saying I refuse to give up, but I refuse to give up. Do you know what I mean? So I drink definitely at least once a week um that might be like just a couple of glasses on a Friday or whatever so drink, drink plenty of wine um the whole going back to the morning thing I would like to get up more before work for exercise yeah. although I'm not doing it like four or five days a week I could definitely be doing it one like two rather than one day you know because right now the only day I have to get up um is like at 6 30 on a Friday for my zoom um so and then also I'm definitely bad for not always practicing what I preach. So like, I'll be like to all my clients, right, get your steps in, like, you know, no excuses. Yeah. And if I'm doing a Zoom class in the evening and I've got meetings all day, then quite often I'll be like, well, I've got my Zoom class. But actually I'm there telling them, well, no, get out of lunchtime, like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'd not always, but I definitely am quite bad for, yeah, potentially not always practicing what I preach, but for good reason most of the time I'm busy <laughs> no, ah, definitely okay so within the the fitness industry um what's your pet hates oh oh kind of worms here <laughs> um, 
I so the ones I'm probably going to speak about I do honestly feel like like I I can hold my hands up and say like I've been there and that's why I now know it's a pet hate so yeah. anything anything or anyone showcasing trying to sell you anything that's a quick fix it like yeah that and also I'm follow far too many of them pts who will post like that here's my client she's only been with me two weeks and she's lost eight pounds and i'm like yeah. yeah i know but there's probably very good reason for that and it's more than likely not eight pounds of fat and then they then get clients on the back of that who are like oh my god amazing you know i'm going to sign up for that yeah I think that they're going to get this so yeah anything that promotes anything quick because i've been there i've done the juicing diets but like so like back when i if we go way back to that me starting to do the 5k races like when I was like 20 21 tried juicing diets honestly Hollywood cleanses clean nine diets and they just mess you up like so anything that's a quick fix yeah it's not a quick fix it is going to cause you more damage you know and I'm and I know it de- it's definitely made me a better PT because I can spot the signs really early when a client is maybe like lying to me about say lying to me I know I know when you're lying but like if someone's like oh no you know I, I I stuck to my macros this week I did everything like blah 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 and obviously if it's just been a week or two I'm kind of like okay fair enough but the longer it goes on I'm like you're not sticking to your your plan like I know you're not you know yeah. and then we start to have that kind of conversation around like you know what is it that's causing you to not stick to it is it and then and quite often I'll get a bit more background so they've maybe not told me in their initial consultation oh well actually six months ago I was doing Cambridge or six months ago I, I tried this diet and they're almost like slipping back into that so then in their head they start thinking oh, well if this doesn't work with Karen I'll just go back and do Cambridge or I'll just go back and do this yeah. you know and I'm like trying to trying to drum that into them so yeah <laughs> quick fixes um oh yeah like celebrities that try and punt you anything health and fitness related yeah um oh, there's probably more what else do I see that I hate uh anything that tells you that you're gonna get like that you can get a, like a nice big bum from doing like stairmaster kickbacks, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So like people just people not yeah, fully being transparent about how you build muscle and also I guess yeah, like that that kind of grey area between people being like, I want to be toned, but I don't want to build muscle. You know, it's it's yes. like it's that education piece. And I think I I am seeing a lot more of it being spoken about and of people, you know, starting to get an understanding. And again, I've like been there, like been there in terms of like my early 20s. I would have fallen for it all. But I do think people are starting to be less brainwashed. But yeah, when I see it, I'm just like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, definitely. And then, so let's talk about um, your favourite exercise to do when you're training. So if it's a specific exercise, probably, probably hip thrusts because, and I'm, I'm really going to make myself sound old here, the last year or so when I've been doing squats or anything that's like on my, like anything that I'm needing to use my knees a lot for, for legs, they don't sound healthy they sound like they're creaking and I'm a bit like okay so I should probably be getting it checked out so I'm trying to reduce the pressure or right. or the okay. impact on my knees when I'm doing leg exercises um but honestly I do I'm now like really enjoying anything where I can kind of combine a bit of weightlifting a bit of strength training 
with actually like functional fitness, I guess, because that was the one thing that when I was doing my bodybuilding training, although I looked great and I was strong, I didn't feel fit. Like I knew that if I'd been asked to run a 10K, I'd probably have struggled, you know? So I like just feeling fit. So yeah, hip thrusts um, and any sort of, yeah, kind of like full body like challenge type thing. So that's what I'm looking forward to Saturday. Okay. So just imagine you walked in to train with your coach and they gave you the worst type of exercise, what would that be? Walking lunges. Walking lunges, okay. <laughs> like that. Well, or, or split squats, but walking lunges. Like, And it's funny because I always say this to my clients when I'm making them do them. Like, it's so good for you, and it like your heart rate goes up, so it, it contradicts everything I've just said there about what I enjoy. It's a love-hate. Like, I'll do them, but I hate them. Yes. <laughs> and then... When you go to the gym or when you go running, do you listen to music, Karen? Yes. Right, okay. Are you going to ask me what? Aye, so, so what's your favourite jam? What gets you moving? Uh, my clients will, if they watch this, will be laughing. Um, I'm a big fan of, like, just old-school cheese. So, like, Cotton Eye Joe quite on comes on to you. <laughs> or, like, anything from, like, Steps, Backstreet Boys. But, yeah, it's a bit of everything, but mostly... Mostly like cheese or like popular dance music. So nothing like, you know, if you gave me like a DJ that I'd never really heard of, I'd be like, no, I don't know who, but if you put on like Eric Prince calling me, then like I'd be like, I'd have that all day long. So old school cheese probably. Okay. And then so your playlist mucks up. What would be the worst type of music that really demotivates you? And it's funny because I know plenty of people who train with this, but like like heavy metal. I just and I know <laughs> that motivates a lot of people, and I know I like a lot of people listen to that. But yeah, no, not for me. Ah, fantastic! And then, what's your best memory of your fitness journey so far? <sighs> I'm gonna pick two because I'm gonna pick like a like a general memory of so when I was younger. Like, I obviously mentioned going away to do, like, you know, if we were playing other schools or, like, going away to compete in anything, we always had to go on, like, a bit of a trip. So it would be, like, so, like, just that memory of looking forward to going away to both compete in something. So it might be, like, a semi-final of, like, a football cup or, yeah. you know, going away to compete in athletics and knowing that it would be, like, that meant, like, a two-day trip away with my friends. And I honestly think that was the main reason that, like, it was such a big part of my childhood because it meant that, you know, you were spending all that time with friends, but kind of getting to do what you enjoyed as well. Um, second to that would be crossing the finish line at the London Marathon in 2015, because it was like, that was probably the first time, you know, after my kind of slump at uni where I'd stopped doing everything to finally feeling like, oh God, like that's a, this is a big achievement. And it was just the atmosphere was amazing. So, yeah. Nah, fantastic. And then, you know, within your journey, who has been inspirational for yourself? It's funny, and I've done, I've done a post about this before. The one person that springs to mind is one of my best friends, Sophie. So she, and again, kind of going back to that time, of, I say that time in my life, like when I was at uni, not really doing much, I spent a summer doing Camp America, um, and I met Sophie. So she was like, I think she's four years older than me. And she, so Sophie, she'd done like three marathons by this point, and she came back from camp to do her personal training qualification and I just like we clicked so much that like anything Sophie was sending up to it I was like okay yeah I'll sign up to do it or like yeah that sounds good or no yeah I'll get into that as well and she's just 
I, I honestly don't think I've ever seen her not be positive or enthusiastic about something. So yeah. like, it could be the most menial task in the world. Like she'll laugh as she watches this. She would like be cleaning toilets at camp and just be like, okay girls, let's go. Like she'd have her bucket there. She would just be like super motivating. So yeah, like I would say Sophie because yeah, she she's just motivated me to, to be, and, and similarly, she did her PT qualification alongside like a busy job. So just kind of made me realize that you can, you can do everything if you put your mind to it you know you just need to have the right attitude so yeah nah. nobody famous or, or no celebrities just my pal Sophie. Nah, definitely and then what's the one thing that you would like to achieve within your own personal journey within the next year oh that is a good question in the next year so if i don't if i don't do one of the high rocks events then like then I want to sign up to something that I've never done before. So I'm not going to let myself. So I'll probably do a couple of like half marathons and stuff next year. But yeah. to me, that's like, like I've done that. I know I can do it. So doing something that pushes me slightly out of my comfort zone. So for example, deep down in the back of my mind, I'm like, could I do a half Ironman? And I know I could, but I've never like done any swimming, outdoor swimming. Yeah. So that would be, that would be very like, out of my comfort zone so signing up to an event that will push me out of my comfort zone no, and also oh well i want to get a sub 50 10k before february so uh, i'm sure you'll do that no problem <laughs> what's your time just now so i haven't done a time one for a while but i was like this time last year when i was super fit 51 something so it's not too far off it uh, I, if i pushed myself now i'd be still around 51 and like one minute sounds like not a lot, but or two minutes, I guess, almost. Yeah. But by February, by February. Ah, walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we round up, um, I'm gonna give you quick fire questions. Okay. Okay, so yeah. cardio or weights? Weights. Okay. Um CrossFit, yes or no? Yes, even though I've not officially done it, but I've kind of spoken about it, I guess I'm kind of doing some similar training to that now, yeah. Yeah. Burpees, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Squat or deadlift? Oh, just based on what we spoke about very recently, deadlifts. <laughs> right, okay. So last one, hip thrust or deadlift? Hip thrust, there you go. <laughs> and then... Where would you like to see your business within the next year to three years, Karen? Oh, um, I think just, like, I guess for me, reputation is, is a big thing. So just, like, maintaining that good reputation where, like, you know, any client that's come to me, they might only be, because, again, I recognise not everyone needs a PT all the time, right? So as much as client retention is important, no one's going to need you forever, right? So yeah. as long as my the reputation of my business is like still at, I guess, gold standard. That for me is always going to be the most important thing. So having someone, whether they were a client a month ago or six months ago, talk about you in a positive way. Um, and then I guess, I don't want to say like, so I guess for me growth, I don't want to say it's not that important because obviously I do it alongside and I'm always very clear about there's only so many clients I can manage. Or yeah. Like, like, and give them the, you know, the best um, 
that like the best standard or the best service that I can alongside a job but I guess increasing the amount of girls that I have doing my zoom classes and things like that that would be good because they don't require as much attention it's just literally like they can walk up and do the classes and leave so yeah, yeah I guess it'd be nice to see that part grow but yeah for me just continue and like continue learning because like when I think about the amount I've learned in the last like five six longer years it's just so important to always keep learning so I guess just be able to keep learning to offer my clients yeah I guess up-to-date um information up-to-date like plans and yeah keep on top of all of that now ah, fantastic and where can people find you online Karen so I am at Karen Mac Fitness which yeah I, I can't see that changing so although I'm not a Mac anymore I am I'm always going to be a Mac deep down so you can find me on there drop me a DM and I do have a face, <clears throat> Facebook business page but I don't really use it and I don't know why to be honest I just feel like and again I'm probably being very close-minded here I use Instagram for most things like if I was going to look at a business I would always like to look on Instagram and Facebook would be secondary and I guess just for me I don't have time to do it all so yeah at Canmark Fitness on Instagram you will hear me rambling away on my stories um, and you can catch me there at any time and drop me a message. Nah fantastic Karen Um, and then what advice would you give to anyone who works full-time and obviously as a PT, um, how to get the balance? What advice would you say to them? I know it sounds bizarre. And again, when you ask me about my bad habits, I don't always, I'm not always the best at this, but when I'm looking at prioritising my week, I plan in my exercise. Like, and I do do that, you know, it doesn't, I, I don't, sometimes it'll slip, but like prioritize it so for example like my two zoom classes if I'm doing a park on a Saturday I've got running club so I'm not that bad at sticking to it but put those as like I call I call it I was talking about it when it's recently the rocks pebbles sand method so your rocks are your non-negotiables and you need to make your exercise a rock because if it's if it becomes so your rocks are your non-negotiables your pebbles are like other small bits of you know like meetings or I don't know things that you need to do and then the sand is just everything else that fills it so if you don't put your fitness and your exercise in as a rock then it becomes sand and it, it may or may not happen you know so um if you plan it into your week and you're like this like I am going out for a walk on my lunch break for 30 minutes and you block out that half hour it's happening if you yeah. think in your head oh, I should get out for a walk at lunchtime, but you don't, like, you know, someone will put me in your diary or, you know, you'll get distracted or if you don't, like, physically take yourself away, it's just so easy to carry on, like, working and stuff. So you have to prioritise it. That's, nah. yeah. That's, nah, that's a good analogy. I like that, Karen. There you go. Um, so before we round up, have you get any questions for myself? Oh, just when we were asking, when you were asking me about pet peeves, what's yours? Mine's is... Um, if you if you see people within the gym environment who are you know they may be resting right but they're you know they're sitting on the bench or they're sitting on the platform scrolling through social media um, and it's they're sitting there literally for five minutes yeah you know um, but that's my pet peeve you know yeah no there's resting and there's yeah taking the just, just chilling you know right exactly <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but no, it's been great having you on today, Karen. Um, no, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. It's been fantastic. And then the plan is, obviously, 
probably next year at some point we'll get Karen part two to find out mm-hmm. what's actually happening with your challenges and your oh, business. Oh, okay. We'll see you in January. Yeah. Nah, but thank no, you, thanks. Karen. I appreciate it. Thank Bye. You. Bye.